Welcome to Phone Messages, episode 172, Get Up. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week, I play a message from my cousin Jan, who is the daughter of my uncle Wes Foch. Jan generously agreed to be interviewed about her time in Chicago when we would regularly get together for a laugh, usually with her fiancé and later husband, Brad. The message is five seconds long and comes from the spring of 1990. Here we go. Hi, Paul. Get up. It's your cousin Jan. My mind's a blank, except maybe we were picking you up to go somewhere. You moved from the city out to a home. Yes, in Elmhurst. I remember going out to visit you, and I ended up staying overnight there. And the two of you went to work, and so I was there alone in the morning, and your cat terrorized me. Like it, it was do? like, what what's this do? stranger doing here? Oh, it was like funny. guarding your house. That must have been Kitty Man. He was a big tabby cat. Talked about my cat. You remember you had a pet rat? That I didn't know when we went to whatever apartment you were in at that time. I didn't know you had it, and it was out of its cage or something. But that scared the shit out of me when it came running across the floor. <laughs> we were kind of like, what? Where is he living? Gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, when did you move to Chicago in the first place? Shortly after I graduated from University of Iowa, so probably around, you know, 1984 maybe. So I started working at the Palmer House, which was a Hilton brand, but it was one of the oldest hotels in Chicago. They had this pump room that had entertainment back in the day with like Andy Williams and beautiful lobby ceiling was just very ornately decorated and it was just a beautiful hotel. I was there probably a year, maybe a year and a half. And then I remember that I saw this ad for National Association of Realtors. They had a conference center that was located in the Marriott. And then I was hired into market and sell the meeting space to outside groups. And I was probably there for three years maybe. And then I started working at a association management firm. And one of the clients they had was Cisca, which was Ceilings and Interior Systems Construction Association. And it was 90% male who were older than me. It took a while for them to trust and consider me, I guess, qualified, if you will, for the position. But it was a great group of guys. And one of the benefits was, you know, we had conventions throughout the country and even Canada, which were planning their convention probably three or four years out. So in three years, let's say they want to go to Toronto. So we would three years in advance, talk to the convention center, meeting planning companies there, what to do, programs for spouses, sightseeing. They always did a golf tournament. Can you tell me the worst disaster or was everything always super smooth? Well, for example, speaking of this Toronto convention, you know, our guys are coming in Saturday night or Sunday. The hotel we were at 
Well, they neglected to tell me that they were filming in the lobby where the front desk was. You know, we can't check in. So that was kind of a what? Oops. And then there was a big mansion that we were going to for our opening reception. And we had double-decker buses where the top, you know, would be uncovered. You know, and we're trying to transport for the opening reception. There was probably 700 people. And it was pouring rain. (laughs) So a lot of them that got stuck on these double-decker buses were drenched when they got to the uh, opening reception. Not very happy campers. When planning a major convention, professionals like Jan probably imagine how beautiful it will all look when everything falls into place. A scenic ride atop a double-decker bus through historic Toronto will bring special memories to all those who experience it. Of course, getting soaked in a rainstorm is not the type of memories one hoped for. But I bet those attending will never forget it. Jan later told me the buses were traveling to Casa Loma, a Gothic revival mansion built in 1911 for Sir Henry Pellet. It's now a museum and popular venue for weddings. The hotel they stayed at was the Royal York Hotel. And Jan sent me this description from the Siska magazine. Built by the steel skeleton method at an original cost of 20 million Canadian dollars, in 1929, the Royal York Hotel not only was the largest hotel in Canada, but also the tallest hotel in the British Empire. Guests rode the high-speed elevator for entertainment. Each guest room had a radio, unheard of at the time, and a children's playroom was equipped with its own loudspeaker so that the children would not be forgotten. The convention was held in the spring of 1996, when, in an unfortunate coincidence, the hotel was the backdrop for a romantic comedy starring Bette Midler and Dennis Farina, titled That Old Feeling, which prevented the convention attendees from registering for their rooms. Returning to Chicago and Jan's beginnings in the hospitality industry, the Palmer House is one of the oldest hotels in North America although the current building is actually its third incarnation. The first hotel opened in September of 1871, with the Chicago Tribune declaring, The Palmer House is certainly the model caravanserai of Chicago, and more than equals the anticipations of our citizens, who expected something choice and elegant at the hands of its projector. However, just over one year later, the building was destroyed in the Great Chicago Fire. The second Palmer House opened two years later, now proclaiming itself in advertisements to be strictly fireproof. Still, the construction of this second Palmer House was not without tragedy. An 1873 article from the Daily Tribune with the headline, Down to Death, states, 
Two men employed in building the Palmer House fall from the roof to the third floor and are almost instantly killed. The third Palmer House, built on the same location at Monroe and Wabash, opened in 1923, and again the Tribune celebrated by listing among its excellencies the immense lobby, the red lacquer ballroom, the women's waiting rooms, and the grandeur of the new Victorian dining room. The Palmer House's legendary supper club was called the Empire Room. Jan misremembered it as the Pump Room, which was an upscale restaurant located in the Ambassador, another historic Chicago hotel. The Empire Room opened in April of 1943, featuring Richard Cole and his Empire Orchestra, who would accompany couples for after-dinner cocktails and dancing. In the 1950s and 60s, the Empire Room became the premier venue to see performers such as Frank Sinatra, Jimmy Durante, or Peggy Lee. But it closed in 1976 as the heyday of supper clubs came to an end. Since then, the Empire Room has been used mainly for private events. If you would like to book an event at my hotel, go to pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H.com. Many thanks to Jan for convening with me. And thank you for listening. Talk to you next week.